fact that uh, you can trigger spinal reflexes in dead people. A certain kind of dead person, a beating heart cadaver, and this is somebody who is brain dead, legally dead, definitely checked out, but is being kept alive on a respirator so that their organs will be oxygenated for transplantation. Now in one of these brain dead people, uh, if you trigger the right spot, you, can, uh, you will see something uh, every now and then there's, it's a reflex called the Lazarus reflex, and this is, this is I, it's, I'll demonstrate as best I can, not being dead. It's uh, like this, you trigger the spot, the dead guy or gal goes like that. Very unsettling for people working in pathology labs. Um, <laughs> now, if you can trigger the Lazarus reflex in a dead person, why not the orgasm reflex? I asked this question to a, um, a brain death expert, Stephanie Mann, who was foolish enough to return my emails. <laughs> uh, I said, so could you conceivably you know, trigger an orgasm in a dead person? And she said, yes, if the sacral nerve is being oxygenated, you, you conceivably could. And uh, obviously it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be as much fun for the person, but it would be an <laughs> orgasm <laughs> nonetheless. I actually suggested to, uh, there's a researcher at the University of Alabama who does uh, orgasm research, and I, I said to her, you should do an experiment, you know, they, they, you can get cadavers if you work in a university. I said, you should actually do this. She said, you get the Human Subjects Review Board approval for this one. <laughs> According to 1930s marriage manual author Theodore Van de Velde, a uh, slight seminal odor can be detected on the breath of a woman within about an hour after sexual intercourse. Uh, Theodore Vandevelde was something of a semen connoisseur. He, <laughs> this is a guy writing a book, Ideal Marriage. You know, very heavy, hetero guy. But he wrote in this book, Ideal Marriage, he said that he could differentiate between the semen of a young man, which he said had a, a fresh, exhilarating smell, <laughs> and the semen of mature men whose semen smelled, quote, remarkably like that of the flowers of the Spanish chestnut, sometimes quite freshly floral, and then again, sometimes extremely pungent. <laughs> okay, in 1999, in the state of Israel, a man began hiccuping. And uh, this was one of those cases that went on and on. He tried everything his friends suggested. Nothing seemed to help. <clears throat> Days went by. At a certain point, the man, still hiccuping, had sex with his wife, and lo and behold, the hiccups went away. And he told his doctor, who published a uh, case report in the a Canadian Medical Journal under the title, Sexual Intercourse is a Potential Treatment for Intractable Hiccups. I love this article because um, at a certain point they suggested that unattached hiccupers could try masturbation. I love, <laughs> I love that because there's like a whole demographic, unattached hiccupers. <laughs> No, married, single, unattached hiccupper. In the 1900s, early 1900s, um, gynecologists, a lot of gynecologists, believed that when a woman has an orgasm, the contractions serve to suck the semen up through the cervix and sort of deliver it really quickly to the egg, thereby upping the odds of conception. It was called the upsuck theory. <laughs> and. Uh, if you go all the way back to Hippocrates, uh, physicians believed that uh, orgasm in women was not just helpful for conception, but necessary. Uh, you would have the doc doctors back then were routinely telling men the importance of uh, pleasuring their wives. Um, 
marriage manual author and semen sniffer, Theodore Vandevelde, <laughs> has a line in his book. I love this guy. I got a lot of mileage out of Theodore Vandevelde. He had this line in his book that supposedly comes from the, uh, the Habsburg monarchy, uh, where there was an um, Empress Maria Theresa who was having trouble conceiving, and apparently the royal court physician said to her, I am of the opinion that the vulva of your most sacred majesty be titillated for some time prior to intercourse. <laughs> it's apparently, I don't know, on the record somewhere. Um, Masters and Johnson, now we're moving forward to the 1950s. Masters and Johnson were upsuck skeptics, which, which is also really fun to say. <laughs> they didn't buy it. And they decided, being Masters and Johnson, that they would get to the bottom of it. They brought women into the lab, I think it was five women, and outfitted them with cervical caps.